Hello, hello, hello. This is Carib Carter welcoming you to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. Um, there we go. Welcome. Let's do this thing. Um, and today we have a follow-up to a single comment that Mike made last time he and I talked. And it was, he mentioned a new country in Serbia. I said, what? And he said, We'll do a whole show on it later. And we moved along and I've been wondering ever since. I have a feeling a lot of you regular viewers have as well. So, Mike, what the heck were you doing in Serbia? Are yeah. you? I, yeah. I feel like I'm talking to the George Washington of some new entity somewhere. What the heck is going on? Well, you know, it's, it is exciting, Carter. I, you know, so it, it's not often you get to associate with real big thinkers and 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 I'll tell you what these these folks the country that they've started is called Lieberland and they they uh they they started this idea about maybe 6 7 years ago uh and, but you know it's not it, it's actually not a new concept back in the 70s this guy in the English channel somewhere up in the north sea uh commandeered or bought I think he just bought but anyway he took over an oil rig and set up his own country called Sealand. That's right. And, That's you remember? Right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and you know, and whatever he held himself out as a country for I don't know several years, I think, before finally they they kind of you know and surrounded him with you know warships and said basically <laughs> we're just going to sit here till you starve to death or give up. And I think he gave up, or I don't I don't remember how it ended, but he you know he gave up. Right, <laughs> it did not end well. It did not end well. Yeah, but it didn't end horribly either. It just it just ended, That's right? right? The, you know, the it idea just ceased died. to be. Yeah. And 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 apparently there's a uh, there's there's another place off. Somebody made it like an artificial island with a bunch of I don't know, like a floating well, floating island, I guess. Anyway, off the coast of Italy and did the same thing back in the seventies and whatever. And the you know the Italian authorities figured out a way to shut it down, right? So 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 most sovereign states don't really want competition, of course, uh, right? You know, especially right. from, from upstarts, right? So anyway, but this guy Veet and his group, uh, they purchased a an island in the Danube that's that is no man's land. It was not after, so after Yugoslavia broke up, and then then we had the you know the big war, of course, over there right, in the nineties. Right. Um, there was an island in the middle of the Danube that is either disputed or or non contested, but but neither Serbia nor Croatia claimed it. And it was owned privately. And so this guy, Vit, went out and raised a bunch of money and bought this island. And, no, wait a minute. So, and, it was owned, you said it was owned, oh, privately. It was owned private. Private, yeah. And I mean, it was a physical it was piece of land. It was not either some, Croatia or Serbia. Neither nation claimed it. And so it's truly no man's land. It's, you know, out there in, in the, you know, whatever. It's no man's land. So he bought it and has basically uh, uh, created a country called Lieberland. And... And uh, so he now travels the world speaking about, you know, his country and he he's the president and he has a vice president. His name's Bogey. Uh, he has a, a minister of finance, Navid, and and uh, uh, and Tom, a guy named Tom is the minister of foreign affairs. And, and these are all, you know, real people traveling the world talking about their country. And and he offers residencies and passports. And, you know, I don't know that the passport's accepted by any country, but um, but, you know, he produces one. Um, and, and, you know, and the interesting thing is he's, he's gotten nearly a million people to, uh, apply for residency. So a million, 
a sec, I think it was oh, it's almost eight hundred thousand right now, right? That have formally and officially applied for residency. How big is country. it? Uh, it's about three hundred acres. So you know, okay, yeah. all right, it's fairly big. And he did a big contest. He had a bunch of architects put together plans for you know designing a, a city on this island, and and they had a big competition. And they're they're doing. In fact, tomorrow, uh, well, I guess it depends on when this airs. But anyway, they're doing their their seventh year anniversary celebration this week. Uh, so again, it's, uh, you know, it's something really cool. And, and yeah. you know what, and, 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 and I hope they're successful. I don't know if they'll be successful. I mean, they're, they're certainly fighting a major uphill battle with this idea of starting their own country, right? But just to be around people who think that big, right? I mean, it's incredible. Draft, it, were, you, were you actually there? Were you actually in the country or on, on the <laughs> island? No, sadly, I missed that. Sadly, I got, they had a river cruise that went from, on Danube, from Budapest to uh, Belgrade. And I was actually speaking at three conferences. So I went from Belize, I was in Belize for 36 hours, Colombia for 36 hours, flew for 36 hours to get the, to Belgrade, and then took a, 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 a driver up to get on the boat the evening after they had stopped at the island. So I got on just after they had passed Lieberland. Um, so I did not get to see it. Uh, but anyway, but then I spent a couple of days on the boat with all these guys and the folks that yeah. come on the river cruise with them. And I mean, they even have a guy, uh, Michal, who who drafted a constitution. And, and you know, again, it, it, it's really based around, you know, the principles of freedom, uh, you know, kind of hearkening back to our original constitution before we added, you know, a, a, a billion pages of, you know, regulations and everything to the, to the legal sure. system. Right. And so sure. um, it's really, it's, it, it, again, it's just wonderful to be around these folks who are giant, big thinkers. Uh, right. It's exciting. It's, it's are wonderful. There, are there homes? On, are there actual homes on the Island? No, there's nothing, nothing on the Island at this point. Nothing. At this point, at this but point. they intend to build homes yes, and an infrastructure. Do. Yep. Are yeah. you, are you, are you going to help them build? I mean, you are the master builder. There's nothing well, in the world like a Mike Cobb community, like Grand well, Pacifica, Grand Bame, and these others. Are are you going to help them build a community? You know, solely from a consulting standpoint, just in in talking with their architects and and some of their uh, some of their folks. I mean, it's in Serbia. It's really way outside of our expertise. We understand Latin America very very well. We don't understand Europe or or, or Serbian. You know. Uh, relationships and things like that. So, so, so only from a consulting standpoint, but from the idea of how you build a community, how do you actually build a village? How do you build community? That piece, yes, we're going to participate in, wow. in some of their discussions, but they have, like I said, they've hired a, a very large uh, architectural firm with a ton of European experience to come in and actually physically do what we do in Latin America. But um, but yeah, it's it 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 it's exciting, Carter. Well, well, you know, today I did a, a email today, which folks you're going to be getting maybe tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think tomorrow about and it, it really the set piece of it, the centerpiece of it was Grand Pacifica. Okay. And uh, so I, in researching it, I went to the community, which is one of my favorite communities at at Grand Pacifica, uh, San Diego Viejo. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Which yeah. I just love. And it talked in that in the write up about it, about all the, the, that you built the road structures, the electric, all the electric facilities, plump, the, the waterworks, everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything is there that you were the one who masterminded that. 
are you going to, to say to them, I mean, I know they have architectures, or, but I don't, I'm not sure they have any, well, I know they have, don't have, I built a Mike Cobb community. So are they going to say to you, okay, how do we replicate Grand, I guess that's what I'm saying. How do we re replicate something like Grand Pacifica? Yeah, you know, and, and, and it's their full intention to do it. The architectural firm that they've hired understands the intent. Uh, and actually, I've met, I met Sergio, who was one of the architects who was on the River Cruise. It's, I mean, it's a big firm, right? So it's not just Sergio, but, but Sergio, is, he's from Italy. Um, and we had a great chance to walk uh, together and talk and spend time. And we were touring different you know, towns along the way. We, the boat would stop and we'd get off. And so right. he and I spent quite a bit of time together. I have to say that he and I speak the same development language, the same. Oh, good. Yeah, right. The same architectural language. I'm not an architect, but but the same community language, the same design language. So, yes, Carter, I feel very, very comfortable that they are going to deliver a true community of of of, of freedom loving individuals. I, I also think it's probably a decade off. Um, you know, I don't I I mean, they might. I mean, it, it's going to take two, three, four years to get entitled. Yeah, and then they can start working on infrastructure and access, and then they can start building homes. I mean, it, it's probably five, six years before the first homes are going in and 10 years before it's a community. But, but you know, I mean, people people thought, oh, my God, you know, back in 2002 when I moved to Nicaragua and started working on the engineering and the planning right, in 2002, right. 2003, people are like, how long is it going to take? I'm like, yeah, it's going to take like four, five, six years. Well, you know, by 2008, what's that? Right. Five years, right. you know, five, six years, like we had the, you know, had the budding community starting to come up. So, I mean, that's just how long it takes. Yeah. But, but I do believe they have the right people and the right mindset, more importantly, the right mindset, because people can come and go, but the yeah. vision, right. And, and that being, having that vision documented out so that, so that they understand if people change, but the vision can continue with, you know, with, with, with the documentation and, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's simply remarkable, but you, in a way, and uh, this is a little off the wall, but it reminds me of, and you'll know this better than I do. I think the guy's the name, William, William Wallace, not the one in Scotland, but the one who declared himself the president of Nicaragua. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it, he declared himself the president and that it was his country. And then the Nicaraguans chased him into Honduras where they cut off his head. So, they shot him, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, they, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess the Hondurans wanted to make sure he didn't make, declare himself president yeah, of that exactly. country. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. But, it, it, but this is not like that because this is an independent entity, this island is. It's for not, now. Yeah, for now, right? Yeah. yeah. It is just fantastic. It's fascinating. It I is. wonder, let me ask you a question because you're – you're on top of this kind of thing. Why doesn't someone like the Virgin Island guy, Brant, uh, what the Richard Branson? It? Yeah, he yeah. owns a big Caribbean island, right? Yep. Is is that? Do you think that island is part of some other country's territory? I just, yeah, I have no it idea. Is. It is. It is. I, oh, I it think is. pretty much. I think pretty much every single piece of dirt, with a very few exceptions, and I think you know, Veet, Veet and his group found one is claimed by somebody, right? Okay. Um, but look, but but when you're a billionaire, like, do you really care what jurisdiction you're under? I mean, you're like, you are like your own country, right? When you're a billionaire. So oh, yeah, like William Branson, I, and I, I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I know he has an island. I'm not even sure what country it's off the shore of, but I, I know. I think it's the Virgin Islands. I think it's off BVI, I think. 
So he pays almost no tax, no income taxes on it. Probably. He pays very little taxes. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I mean, some, yeah. some of, as you know, some of these tax rates south of the border, and this is what I tell people all the time, are extremely low. I think in property tax is just, uh, yeah. I can't speak for Nicaragua, and I know in Honduras, it's, uh, I think the word would be minuscule. Minuscule is a good way to describe most of the property taxes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which, which is which is fantastic. So, what is the? How often are you going to go over there and to to be part? I don't know. He he's on this side of the water. In fact, uh, I was in. I'm I'm in Fort Lauderdale today. You can see the United Club behind me here. Right. Um, uh, and and his uh, minister of finance, Navid, was here, and I got to see Navid at the. Uh, at the Bitcoin conference here in Miami last week. And, right. and so I see, and, and his vice president Bogey is in, in Chicago. So I don't always have to go across the pond okay. to see these guys. Right. Um, but I'm probably going back in August for, uh, they have a big festival. I love it. It's called floating man, as opposed to burning man. They have a floating man event in Serbia and they have a giant lake and everybody, I guess gets inner tubes and whatever. And then, you know, whatever, it's a big, camp out festival kind of like burning man for a couple of days so uh they've invited me to come back and speak at that so i'll probably be over there in august uh speaking at that event but but you know seeing these folks uh around different places uh, different events different conferences uh and, and and again working with them to help steer the big vision to a specific rollout of a type of product that really truly produces community again they want to do it and i and and the architectural firm they have uh, has that kind of experience. So I, I do think they're going to be successful uh, with that. And, Fantastic. you know, and if they can hold on to their, if they can hold on to their sovereignty. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But even, but let me, let me posit this. Let me posit this. Even if they didn't hold on to the sovereignty, they could still have a pretty independent entity, I would think. Right. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, they're I looking at creating so. free trade. Yeah. But part of their constitution is to create free trade zones. Right. And so yeah. even, if, even with the loss of sovereignty, if, if, you know, if whoever, you know, decided to take it over, you know, had any wisdom at all, they would understand that a free trade zone um, is a phenomenal economic asset for, for them. So, yeah, so they're, they're doing a lot of things right in terms of how they're setting up things so that they can, you know, bring in, attract, not bring in, attract uh, foreign investment, foreign capital and industry I say industry, but, you know, it could be crypto, right? It doesn't have to be physical industry manufacturing, but, but, you know, commerce, they say bring in commerce yeah. and yeah. service industries, things like that. Um, these guys get it. I mean, they're all, they're all capitalists. They're all very successful business people uh, who just see that, that if they set things up differently from the start, you know, with, with different rules, with different foundations, you can really achieve a lot more. And, that, and that's really the basis of what they're doing. They're saying, hey, look, let's let's be free. Let's be capitalist and let's uh, let, let's make the lives better for everyone. You know, a lot of people slam capitalism. But but, you know, it's in, if you just take a look at China, I mean, China's population on 1.2 billion or something. Right. I mean, right. 30, 40 years ago, you know, uh, you know, it, it, there might have been whatever, you know, 10 percent of the population was was okay and 90% were in abject poverty and they, they opened up uh, capitalism. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't democracy. Let's be very clear. There was no such thing as democracy, but they opened up capitalism as an economic way. And now 400 million or 500 million uh, folks moved from abject poverty to what we would 
clearly call middle class. And the capitalist system did that. So did that. Did did that. that. And so you I know, know people slam friend, people slam capitalism as oh, it, it you know, it's got all these flaws. Well, okay, fine. It does have flaws. There is no perfect system. But but in the in the real world, you have to choose between good and better, or you know, bad, good and better. And you know, capitalism, even if it's not even if it's not perfect, I think it, it certainly ranks as good or better uh, than most other economic other systems, systems. Or, yeah. or any other economic system. You know, so it, 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 it's interesting you mentioned China because about 10 years ago, I had a friend who was an exchange student from China. And I said to her, you know, have you ever been to uh, Mao's tomb, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, I think I visited there one time when I was in elementary school. And I said, I figured that would be like an annual pilgrimage and all. She said, you don't seem to understand. We respect the fact he founded the modern China. She said, but the the leader who we extol is, was his name Deng? Is he the one that brought Deng, capitalism? Deng Xiaoping. Yeah, Deng, Deng Xiaoping. She said, brought in capitalism, right? she said, he's the one we extol yeah. because he yeah. brought in a, a free market. Right. Which is pretty and, fascinating. Right. And, and 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 people would say, oh, but it's not free. But but you know what? If you're starving, do you really care about freedom? I think you care about food in your belly and food for your children, right? So yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, again, it's not perfect. And could it be more free? Yeah, probably. But you know what? If you move from starvation to you know a, some abundance, right? And you know that you have that for your family, that's a big that's a big step up. And in, 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 yeah, so yeah, it's that's huge. huge. That's huge. And I, and, and I know, think and that's what these guys in Lieberland have done. They've just set up their systems, their laws, their regulations, right, to be very free and and to produce abundance, right? That that's it. How can produce we produce abundance. the most abundance for our citizens and for the people who engage, you know, us? And uh, and and they've they've definitely done that. I mean, absolutely. It's fantastic. And yeah. I think uh, so. Are they looking for investors? No. 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 I think at some point when they get ready, they're going to look for people who want to own a home uh, or a condo or a home or whatever to be a part of the community. Um, but no, they're not looking. I mean, if somebody look it, it, to, to get a residency is $50. So basically what you're doing is you're saying, I support you guys. Here's 50 bucks and you get a residency. Right. I, I don't don't hold me to this. I think if you want to get a passport, it's uh, you know citizenship, it's five thousand. And I don't know the number of folks that are that are doing the citizenship, but again, almost eight hundred thousand people have applied for residency. So what that says is you got you know coming up on a million folks who say, "I love this idea and I want to support it." So so right, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yep, it is Lieberland. fantastic. Well, Lieberland, look it up, Carter. It's awesome. It's awesome. I am <laughs> thrilled that they have you there advising yeah. them on this because well, if you know. I, if you can help them make have it the same kind of appeal, the amenities, uh, the the upscale um, uh, ambiance of Grand Pacific or Grand Bayman, the uh, El Zante you're building in in El Salvador, yeah, uh, that is just uh, going to be a tremendous boost for yeah, for, absolutely. for for what they're doing. Tremendous. Yeah. Hey. And, and so two things coming up, Carter, we're going to tease people for the next couple. Uh, I want to talk about the Bitcoin conference that I was just at in Miami. 35,000 people here. Um, it was tremendous. I, I'd like to talk about that sometime. You can put that yes. on the agenda. And I will be in Portugal. I'm going to the Azores uh, ne- next weekend. Uh, we're looking at a project in the Azores. So I'll be there for a few days, then on over to Lisbon and the Algarve. So I think Portugal would would mention 
a, be a good good program to either mention or or talk about maybe more in depth at some point too. Good. Well, let's let's tackle Bitcoin next week because you okay. wrote it, there was an article where they interviewed you about El Zante, and I know we're running out of time, but I want I want to point this out because you are the offshore investment oracle, and in that article, I was very impressed because you you said look this whole cryptocurrency is going to mean major changes in the value of other currencies around the world. It, it, you essentially, and it was, it was fascinating to me, I've quoted it many times, that it is going to be a sea change yes. in, in, in the whole currency market yep. place, it right? It, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk about that. I, I'll yeah. enjoy that. Because I yeah. think it's going to have a major impact on the dollar. I, that, that's what your article essentially, your quote in the article essentially said. Yeah. Business Insider, I think it was, right? Mm, yeah, Business Insider picked up yeah. by Yahoo Finance, MSN Money, and a bunch of the other uh, folks out there. Yeah, it was a, you know, it was really widely distributed, which was, yeah, it was. tremendous. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was good. All right. All the pickup on that. Um, so by the way, one, one last parting thought. I just read an article this morning uh, about... Uh, uh, it was from Zero Hedge, which I don't know if you know the website or not, but they, they were I talking. read it all the time. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw the article about how uh, uh, the, the world is moving from a petrodollar to a commodity currency, yes. commodity-based currency. I thought yes. that was a powerful, powerful article. Uh, anyway, so that might be fun to talk about someday too, Carter. I don't know. Fantastic. All right. Next week. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. This was fascinating. And now we know about... Lieberland, right? Lieberland, yep. And we and you can keep us updated on it. I will. Yeah, Absolutely. that's great. Mike, thank you, sir. Thank Thanks, you. Have Carter. a good flight. And we will talk next week. Thanks for joining us. It's fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. All right, folks. There you have Lieberland from the offshore Oracle. Um, and it'll keep us updated because I have a feeling there's going to be eventually an opportunity uh, for investment there that's going to have a very good return. So, folks. Like I tell you, every time we talk, let's follow Mike's lead and <laughs> let's do this thing. <laughs>